0: Uh, there was a song earlier and it was i stand amazed and i haven't heard that song in years i always go to the door probably because it's cooler over here it's very warm in here for me but anyway i hadn't heard that song in years and when i heard it it so brought me back to a point where i was a mess a mess it was maybe 10 years ago and um i was walking with the lord and i thought i was all set and i said lord i will never leave you and i did and I, and I actually said the words, when I realized what I've done, I'm like, I turned my back on you, Father, and I never, and I knew what I was doing, I never would have done it. I didn't think I ever would have done it because I trusted the grace that I thought I walked in was, was sufficient. And I would then look at other people and say, what, what, what's wrong with them? You know, not in a condemning way, just in a I want you to be free way. Why can't you be free? Why are you still struggling with this thing? You need life. You need life, so I would speak life into them, I thought. But so does maybe not, because what I was probably speaking to them was judgment, me thinking that I was okay, it was easy for me to walk in the Lord, in truth, but why isn't it easy for you? And I could never understand it until I realized that I walked away, not away from him, because he's always with us, but in my mind, in my attitude, in my actions, I totally was a mess. And in sin, a mess, and then, but during the whole time, and it was like a year or so, I would um, read and, and pray Psalm 51, where David says, my bones, is that the one? I haven't read it in, in a little bit, but Psalm 51 and Psalm 32 are the two songs where David is saying, oh God, I'm a mess. I'm a mess. I feel it through my whole bones. Forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. So I'd read those over and over again, and to no effect. Like I believed it in the moment, and then I'd go back out and do the same thing again. And that song, I stand amazed Though I was a mess, I would play it over and over and over and over again. And so when I heard it just a few days ago, I was like, my God, when I thought I was listening to it, it blessed me to hear it. But now I see that even in the mess that I was in, you you are in me doing your thing and i stand amazed now not at who i am but who he is and not that i'm not doing that thing now but that those words spoke to me then for now like they spoke in the past but really they were speaking in the moment in the present and they were speaking healing before the healing had happened and so be encouraged yourself And those that you say, why, what's wrong? Why can't you be free from this thing? I just want you to be whole. I just want you to be healed. I just want you to walk in truth and life and love and not have the weight on your shoulders. Realize that he's doing the thing. He's doing it. Just stand amazed. Stand in awe of what he's doing and has done in you, is doing in you, will continue to do. And even though it looks like stuff's just disaster in different places or in people's lives, my God, he's doing it. He's doing it through you. He is bringing all things, because he said, I come to make all things new. All things new. And so in this Torah portion, it's much about, it's all about the tabernacle, it's all about the building of the tabernacle and that the tabernacle is you. But, and and I I want to share a little bit about the tabernacle in in a bit. But what I really felt strongly to share about, and I've done it before, but I wanted to say more in a different way just about Hebrew itself and um, the language, because there's so many things that we've been, that's been hidden from us. For centuries and centuries, Hebrew itself, just the language, has been hidden from us. It's in that scroll, and it's in if you pick up a, um, you know, a Torah in Hebrew, there it is. But any other translation that you're reading, there's no Hebrew there. We say the Aleph Tav over and over again because, wow, we've come to the revelation that in Hebrew, Aleph Tav Yeshua, I am the Alpha and the Omega, is all over the place, all over the Hebrew Scriptures, all over the Torah. It was in the the, the verse, uh, the scripture that we just read. The Aleph Tav children of Israel, where Yeshua is covering, is right in front of, leading the children of Israel. They knew the Lord. You know, when you think of the Jewish people don't know, they know the Lord, because the Lord is in them. And it's so clear, when you see it in the Hebrew Scriptures and you see Aleph here, Aleph there, Aleph in front of this person's name, this person's name. Aleph not in these places necessarily sometimes, but there's a reason why it's not there. It's everywhere though, it's everywhere. So it's beautiful to see when it appears. So, in this song that we just heard, that beautiful, that beautiful song, it says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous by your works and that my soul knows very well. And what's below that is, is, our, is our DNA. What the Lord has created us in are these three letter codes. What Hebrew is created in are three-letter codes, so to speak, so the language of Hebrew and our DNA structure that scientists have been able to determine to this point, to be able to explain it with these little three-letter codes, it's beautiful to see that it's so, Is mirroring the wrong world, is it Hebrew and DNA, Hebrew and DNA, the language of life and the language of life, because the true language of life is Hebrew, and that Hebrew was spoken to create the language of life that is within us, so, our amino acids, three letter codes, and they make up, they create the proteins that are within us. Again, all codes, all through us. So, every part of us is that DNA structure created with the language because the Lord said, Let there be light. He spoke, and there was. He spoke life, and He spoke Hebrew. <clears throat> and we thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. I got a thing now. I can use this. It's so cool. See? <laughs> okay. So, Zephaniah 3 says, For then, I will just restore to the peoples. And prior to this it says and I will bring destruction. I will bring I will make myself known basically is what the Lord says. And then for then I will restore to the peoples a pure language that all All may call on the name of the Lord to serve him with one accord, to serve him Echad. He is in the process of restoring Hebrew. Isn't it interesting that there's so many people that say to me, I want to learn Hebrew. I want to learn Hebrew. Because he's awakening certain things at the right time within us individually and in the world. Hebrew was extinct for almost 2,000 years. I don't mean extinct, but it it sort of was. It was on the verge of, it would have been on the endangered list. Well, actually it was. It was on the endangered list, although it's not on the endangered list of the the Lord, because that was never going to go Way, but for almost 2,000 years it became hardly spoken, only in small little pockets, but all the Lord needs is a remnant and thankfully, there yes, oh, what does that say? Plug in or find another power power source. right, we got the power so anyway um, oh, that's kind of funny of all the things, so this computer that we used to have here decided it's not going to work anymore on Thursday, and so I brought my own, and that was the first time that we did this so we need power. Um, yeah. Thank you, Father. So two thousand years. Can you fly back some? Two thousand years the language was almost gone, but there was a remnant that that saved Oh I know what I was gonna say. I think those stiff-necked Jews all the time, for maintaining, for keeping the scriptures alive, for keeping this Torah together, for keeping it perfect, for keeping the language alive, because there were enough people to keep the Hebrew language on earth, because it's oral. It needs to be spoken in order for people to continue to speak it, right? It It would become extinct, it would go away. But thank you, Father, that you're in the process of restoring. All things, and so we called us to celebrate Shabbat. And maybe you never thought about—I never thought about it. Before. I didn't know what Shabbat was. I saw Sabbath, and we learned what Sabbath was. But we didn't learn what it was—that it was an appointed time of the Lord. So when you're awakened to that thing, you walk into it, and you're like, "Oh, it's Shabbat! How beautiful!" So Friday evenings, you realize, "Wow, this is something that the Lord spoke, and He spoke it for life, and He spoke it for us that we would truly have rest." And so we're awakened to that. We're awakened to celebrate Passover. We're awakened to, uh, to let our land rest in the seventh year. So many different words of life that the Lord has spoken. And there are times where they're being awakened. They're being awakened in us, in different countries, in different groups of people and families, in the Lord's perfect timing. And so Hebrew is now being, being restored as the, only, as the only pure language. And I me mean, thank you, Father. And because you know, when you're reading that scroll right there, and, and when, it, when a book it form it has just the Hebrew letters of the Torah, there's no translation. It's the letters, and that's it. There's no explanation of what it means. When we're reading an English translation or any other language, it's beautiful, but it's still a translation of the real thing. And what that thing is, is a bunch of letters on a piece, on a scroll. That's it. It doesn't say what it means. Our translations say what it means. That's why they say um by the spirit. We read by the spirit. And we can read by the spirit in English, however, more so even by the spirit in Hebrew because our minds don't have to get, don't have to have the understanding. It is our spirit truly that can see. Because we're gonna get distracted by the words that we know in English like, and, and the meanings that we've attached to them. But the, the purity of that, when that pure language is truly awakened, there's gonna be a, a complete difference, a purity in reading a scroll, wherever we are. Wherever we are, whether we're on this earth in the way that we are now or, or, or in, a different, in a different way. Thank you, Father. Well, I can do that, okay. So I'm gonna go back to the beginning, and so it says and in the beginning created Elohim, the heavens and the earth. And so Aleph Tav, Yeshua appears right in the beginning because he's in the beginning. And so when the, when it says, um, in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God, and all things, all things were made through him. And it, it says later, all things consist. He holds all things. He holds all things together. And so the Aleph Tav, the first Aleph Tav before the heavens, and then the second Aleph Tav has what's called a Vav attached to it, and the Vav is the hooks in the tabernacle. So the hooks that held the curtains together. The Vav is the hook that held Yeshua to a tree. What Vav does throughout all of Hebrew scriptures is connect everything. So you see Vavs all over the place because they're connecting the next thought, the next word. And so I used to teach English and I used to be, we, we were taught, don't start a sentence with and, it's just, it's wrong. You can't do it because it doesn't sound right. It's not formal. It's not appropriate. Well, all over the Hebrew scriptures, every line basically starts with, with and. It starts with this vav. Because the Lord connects all things. All things hold together. All things hold together by Him. And so in the in the natural, so there's so many different ways to see the Lord. And that's why I wanted to share this today. Because when we talk about bringing um uh, heaven to earth these things are earth like we can see these things on the screen right there and that's why I put them on the screen so that you see your eyes see your spirit recognizes Hebrew awakens within you the desire to know it is something that awakens it's not something that you need to learn or you want to learn if it comes from the want to learn then don't bother if it comes from just a desire in your heart that you don't understand, I just, wanna, I just wanna know. When you have that understanding, it just awakens within you. And so these letters actually start to do something in your spirit, they actually start to get fleshed out within you, because remember with the DNA, you're made of it, so it's just awakening it in you. And so that vav is used to connect scripture all over the place, okay? So in the natural, it's like the word and. And we can experience that because we're standing on earth and we know what that means. But if we see it in the spirit and the connection that it has to everything as we walk, as we walk in love, we're connecting. We're connecting the Lord, we're bringing heaven to earth as we walk in Him. And so, Yeshua. Only in Hebrew, Jesus Jesus is just five letters. I mean, it's beautiful, it's a beautiful name, but it doesn't have any meaning in English in and of itself. In Yeshua, Yasha means to save and deliver. It went the wrong way. And this is the second time, the first time this word appears. And it's beautiful in Hebrew. The first time a word appears in Hebrew, there's something important about it. It sets the foundation of its meaning. The first time it appears is when um, Moses is in... um, is Yitro, who he then marries, Zipporah. He is, um, he helps them feed their flock, or, or give water, I'm sorry, give water to their flock. And it uses the sword Yasha, so he saves them, basically. He brings them relief because they're being harassed by some shepherds, and Moses steps in and delivers them from those shepherds. The second time that word appears, is and saved Yasha. The Lord that day, Aleph Tav, Israel, out of the hand of the Aleph Tav, Egyptians. Second time, first time Moses delivers people on the earth in the natural. Second time, Yahweh, the Lord, delivers through Yeshua, the the children of Israel, in a supernatural way. Whoops, I go back and forth. And then, the third time, it says, "Yah is my strength." Yah is the short name of the Lord, Yahweh, Yod. Hey, Yah is my strength and song, and he is become my Yeshua, this is my God, Eli. And so, when like I said, when we think the Jewish people don't they knew the Lord, they said it right there. Moses said they sang this song and said, "Yah is my strength, my as I sang my song, he is become my Yeshua, my salvation." Thank you, Father. And so, Debar. Dabar is word in Devorah. <laughs> Debar is word, but it also means a thing. And so when the Lord speaks, he said, let there be light, and there was a thing. There was light. Now we know the thing is much more than just light, like the sun. It wasn't the sun. It's the light of the Lord. It's the light that permeates you. Thank you, Father. But when he spoke it, he spoke the word, let there be light, and there was light. Word becomes a thing. So the word, word, means thing, and it means word okay, in Hebrew, and below that, it says, I keep going back, I'm sorry, there we go, Um, okay, this is just neat, and and, you know, I I hesitate even sharing certain things like this, and and what I'm going to share after, um, because I want to make sure that it's said in the right spirit, because there's a lot of twisting, do we now, of truth, okay, so a lot of, Interests that people have are actually based on truth that then gets twisted, and we know that in big to small ways. So, for instance, astrology and horoscopes and stuff. This is the wrong hand. (laughs) Astrology, horoscopes. Um, There's a moon. There are constellations. The Lord created them. The Lord created us to um, determine our days and months and and appointed times, not seasons, but appointed well, seasons as well, but appointed times by the moon. Okay, and. There is a Torah portion that was being read when you were born, and it's a beautiful blessing to see what in that Torah portion, what that Torah portion was, being read when you when you were born. Now, people can say that that's related to astrology in some different ways, and there's a lot of um, beautiful blessings in the word that can relate in a, that astrology sort of relates to, but in a twisted way. So sometimes we can throw the whole thing out. Okay, so we can say, no, I don't wanna do that moon thing, I don't wanna do the tar portion thing because it's, somehow it's related to that, and I, I got away from that astrology thing years ago, and I don't wanna base anything on that. And then there's something called numerology, I think, and that can be the same kind of idea in astrology. But there's something beautiful about, about Hebrew. There's so many layers to the language. Again, the letters of life. And there is a number, there's a beautiful numbers blessing in so many different ways in Scripture. And we know there's, there's the seven. The seventh day is Shabbat. Uh, rest your land on the seventh year. The eighth day is like the extra blessing, like Sukkot. Seven days of celebration. And then the eighth day, Shemir, it's the, the the last great day of, of the festival. And there's There's 12 tribes. There's uh, 14, is like is the king. Grace is the number five. Three, this is the Trinity, but there's many other ways that three is used, multiples of three over and over again. Um, but also, and that's what we see because we read that. In Hebrew, um, there's 22 letters, and those letters are assigned a number in order. And when you add those numbers of a word, they make another number. And there's often some interesting connections between what those numbers create, what those letters create and turn into numbers, that's a blessing. And this is what I hesitate to even share because I see there's truth in it. And um, I, I think it can be taken too far to some degree, but I think there is definitely a basic truth in it because Hebrew, the Lord, everything is, he's so layered, layer upon layer, and depth, the depth of everything he creates, look at the depth of you. Not even just your physical body, that's a whole thing in itself, but even just the depth of each person right here. It's just amazing. And so everything the Lord does has that depth, unfathomable. Is that the right word? (laughs) Impossible to fathom. So this right here is, you know, when people say, when magicians say, again, magic, another thing, the Lord is magical, right? The Lord is not deceptive. Magic is deception, right? A magician, they can do these cool looking things, and you might not recognize what's going on, but it's about deception. It's about illusion. It's not real. The Lord, what He does may seem magical, but it's real. When the when the sea parted, that's magical to us because we can't fathom what that. How does that happen? You know, but it was it's real. Yes. And so there's that level of the Lord, and that's why magic comes from that. You know, that there's truth in it. But then it gets twisted by the, even the, uh, in the, Egyptian, the Egyptians tried to replicate that which the Lord was doing in, in turning the, uh, the water to blood and, and um, recreating the plagues, couldn't recreate them all. But they could do some, because the Lord allowed that. Okay, so what this is, in Hebrew, those letters, they say, Abara Kadabara. And so, magicians will often say, abra Kadabra, right? In all different languages. Those letters right there say that. And what it means in Hebrew is I shall create as I speak and the Lord creates as he speaks. He says, you are, and there it was like, abracadabra, and we have to eliminate what we knew of abracadabra before in the deceptive way and in the performance way and see, wow, there's a basis of truth in that only when we equate it to the Lord. In the beginning he created and he said, thank you, Father. I don't know. Yeah, do it down. Thank you, Father. So these are the letters that we see in Torah scrolls right now, and have been the case for 30, uh, 2,500-ish years, maybe a little bit more. So when Yeshua walked to the earth, he saw this sort of letter, not exactly as it is right here, but to some degree. Prior to that, can you go down? There were other renditions. Go to war. Okay. Um, where they would, they use pictures. Hebrew is a picture language, it's based in pictures. We don't see that in English. We don't see that in that scroll exactly unless we understand the pictures behind the letters, and that's why it's a beautiful blessing to even see them. And so, let's see, the first one is an, is an ox. And uh, got it down. And uh, so Aleph, the first letter is an ox. or it's, That was the picture that they used to draw, okay? In ancient Hebrew. Um, and it has the number of one. So remember, there's numbers attached to each letter and we'll see a little bit more. Um, Beit is the second letter and it's a picture of a house or actually it's a picture of a tent, okay? So when you add Aleph and Beit, you get father, okay? So Av is father and it has the strength of of the house. The one who is strong of the house is Av, okay? And that's our father and that's fathers that are sitting right here. They have the strength of the Lord. Aleph represents the Lord, it's the first letter. There's an importance to the letters too in the order in which they appear. First, just like A to Z. Our letters don't really have importance. They don't have meaning underneath them like these do. So Aleph by itself represents the Lord, always represents the Lord and Av is the father. Below that is a shepherd. And when you look at the word picture for shepherd, so you have a head, you have an eye, and you have what's what's called what's behold or a window. So a shepherd is looking. The Lord's our shepherd is looking, or, or even a shepherd watching a flock, a literal flock. Uh, he's watching. The person is watching with their eye out a window, or they're just they're concentrating. Behold, watch them. And that's what the Lord is doing through us, to us, and through us. Right. And we don't see that, again, we don't see that in English. So we just see shepherd, beautiful. And we know the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. You know, and we have attached mm-hmm. things to it. And we've seen shepherds in pictures, and that's what we see. But we don't see this, right? Now we can, now we can see it. In fact, when you say the Lord is my shepherd, the first letter is Aleph, when we say El, am sorry, L. Okay, the simple, a simple name of the Lord is El. It's Aleph and then Lamed. Lamed is a picture of a staff. So when you say El, you're actually saying the Lord, Aleph is my shepherd, the one that holds the staff. So even within that, there's the, Lord, there's the shepherd. And then one more below is Mayim, is water. Mayim is, has two mems, two like M, and then in the middle there's a hand. Yod is a hand, okay? And it looks very similar to H2O, right? Because there's two oxygen, uh, two hydrogens in, in, in water and one oxygen. There's two mems in water and one yod, one hand. The hand of the Lord in between the waters. When the Lord separated the waters above from the waters below, the hand of the Lord did that. And the hand of the Lord is in the middle of those waters above and below, and he's in the middle of all the waters. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Drink of Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Okay, so Bereshit Bar Elohim. This is Genesis 1, Aleph Tav, HaShemayim ha it's The first time a letter, just like the first time a word is used in Hebrew, awaken things in us father awaken things in us Lord. the first time a word is used in hebrew there's an importance to why that word appears in hebrew there's a basis for it like this when moses delivered um, the women from the shepherds and then yeshua delivers the egypt the uh, israelites from the egyptians he also delivers the egyptians as well so um so olive for the first time it appears in scripture is Elohim. And that's why we know that it relates to, Aleph relates to the Lord, besides the fact that it's the first letter. And the number one goes with Aleph, okay? So remember that, going forward. All right, Aleph, when you spell Aleph out, we can't really spell A, B, D, what do we spell it? B, B, E, D, but it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything. With Hebrew letters, it means something. So when you spell Aleph, it's Aleph, Lamed, and then this letter pei, which is your mouth, it refers to mouth, so Aleph is the Lord, Lamed is a staff, pei is a mouth, so that's the word Aleph, okay? And when you add numbers, and we're gonna look at numbers a little bit, I just wanna share a little bit about the numbers after, but um, here, Aleph equals 111. Aleph is one, the Lord is one, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Aleph, when you add the numbers of, of that word, it equals one, 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 three ones, okay? And we don't have to see it as 111. We can just see it as three ones. Okay, LF, same letters, because you'll see a lot of Hebrew words are the same word but with different meaning. Okay, but related. So Aleph is one. Um, LF means one thousand. So when the Lord said a day is like a thousand and a thousand years is like a day, so when Aleph is one. Aleph is LF is one thousand. A day like is like one. A thousand is Okay, and so the Lord is one, right? The Lord's doing these myriads of things, crazy things, and and I heard this example, and it is kind of is beautiful, but I can't explain it as well as this person did. But um, with when the water leaves the earth and condensation it goes up to the clouds and it comes down, there's many different, and it comes down as rain and it feeds the earth and it causes plants to grow, and then there's fruit. That those are so many different mechanism so to speak of, of nature that the Lord has created. So we could say there's like a thousand different mechanisms, many different mechanisms, but it all leads to one thing, to life. It all goes back to one. So that from many to one. From many things that's going on in our body that the Lord's created all these processes, all the organs that we have, the blood flowing, to one. Okay? Yeah. So within one, one thousand. Within one thousand, back to one. It all goes back to one. And all goes back to the one. Oh, and spelled backwards is Pele. so, uh, and again, backwards is another thing that, that gets twisted. Remember, people would, or maybe you don't remember, because some of people are younger, but uh, stare at Heaven, when you play it backwards, supposedly they're hearing all kinds of crazy stuff. So I used to think, oh no, I don't want to do backwards things, even with this. Like, so many things I've gone through with Hebrew is like, oh, that sounds too much like this, or that sounds too much like numerology, or too much like astrology. So I kind of was pushing it away for some time until I realized, okay, just allow the Lord to speak through it, and so all of backwards Backwards is Pele, which is wonder. We often have no clue what the Lord is doing, right? Even in the process of, like I said, the condensation and the evaporation and all that stuff that goes along with it. I wish I knew all that better. I don't, but you get the idea. You know, all those things happen, and then a wonder is created from the one, okay? Thank you, Father. The name of the Lord, yad -Heh heh and down here you can see it in its ancient form, right here. So that's the hand, this is behold, the nail, or actually the hook, better because it's actually not the word for nail in Hebrew, it's actually the bab is the word for hook, okay, but it is used to to hang the curtains, and so it was used to hang the Lord for us. And so yet, hey, bab, hey, and another, so here, here comes the numbers. So Aleph, the first letter, right, is one, the first letter but you can take apart this letter and there's three letters within it. So Hebrew is so beautiful and so so creative. It's, it's, um, it's like little paintings almost, okay? So within that one letter, there's three letters. There's a vav, there's a yod, and there's another yod. And <clears throat> here's the yod, here's the vav. When you add up those three letters within the one, you get 26, okay? When you add up what these letters numbers are referred to them you get 26 so with Aleph like we said Aleph is Elohim it's the first letter and it represents the Arab sense the Lord. Yahweh same number. Can it just be uh, coincidence there's nothing coincidental with the Lord when, when they say what's the thing about the design versus uh, what, what you know that creation design all that what's the other word they intelligent use was it intelligent design and then what's the other side? Just random happening. Yeah. So this is the Torah is intelligently designed, just like you are. Absolutely. Yeah. And Hallelujah. these are the things that I would say, oh, I don't know. But I can't I can't deny that that's just that's beautiful. And right? Thank you, Father. Adom, Adam. It begins with an olive, which is the Lord. Dome means blood. So within Adam, within man is God's blood, okay? Adam is 45, that's the number. And I'll just do it real quick. Aleph is one, Dalit, which is the D sound, is four, and then Mem from the water is 40, and that's how you get the numbers, okay? So they go from one to 10, the first 10 letters, and then it goes 20, 30, 40, okay, down to the 22, okay? So dome is, um, dome by itself, blood by itself is 44, and where does the blood come from? It comes from the mother, and it comes from the Father. I'm sorry, can you back up? I'm sorry. I don't have the math, but anyway, yeah, 44. So the mother, out of those two letters, E, okay, is uh, is 41, and of the Father is three, so it's 44. So the blood of the human, our human blood, with the Spirit of the Lord within that blood, comes from our mother and father connected, again, it's kind of hard to not say, wow, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, how is that possible? Yeah, what a coincidence, right? Oh, Go ahead. Sounds perfect. Yeah, okay, so there's the blood, um, 44. Yahweh, there's another way you can do, play, not play with, well, I, I, I do like to play with Hebrew. I mean, it's beautiful, because the Lord gives us these things to enjoy. And so, when you spell out the letters, like we did with Aleph, and it equaled 111. When you spell out the four-letter name of the Lord, you get 44. Now, I've heard it teaching that it's actually 45. And it's beautiful because if we were 45, Adam is 45, right? And the Lord would be 45, so it would be equal. However, I don't think that that's correct because there needs to be one more. And what they do is they put an Aleph, which is one in, in between, involved. And there isn't an Aleph there, it's not there. But I thought it was even more beautiful, and this was just this morning that I realized this, it was more beautiful that the Lord's name equals blood because it's His blood. It's His blood that's within us, His blood. So specifically, the name of the Lord equals the blood. Thank you, Father. Adoma is the ground. So within the ground is the blood. Within the ground, out there. Within the ground that the Lord formed together to make you was his blood, before the foundations of the world. Yeshua gave his blood, poured out his blood for us. And that blood is in the ground, cleansing the earth. Even right now, there's other blood in the ground, but his blood is in the ground, that somehow we don't understand, but somehow that blood that is in the ground is cleansing that which is in the ground from ways that don't seem like they were from the Lord. But the Lord's in control of all things and is cleansing all things. Doma itself, Doma, Adoma, Doma, same last three letters, means likeness. So Adoma, Aleph in his likeness. So the ground, you're the ground, you're the dirt that the Lord formed in his likeness. Thank you, Father. And so back to the Torah portion. Um And it says, these are the garments which they shall make, a breast piece, an ephod, and a robe, and a tunic of checkered work, a turban, a sash, and they shall make holy garments. Breast piece is said first. And breast piece, the breast plate, is what so struck me um, when I read the story portion this time. Put it down. Thank you, Father. Okay, I'm going to read it. Put it here that it would awaken your spirit, not just so we can read it and I can make a big slide and stuff. Because sometimes I got to get this out. Sometimes I'll think, oh, I don't want to do too many slides. I don't want to read too much. They're not going to hear it because it's boring to hear reading. So I'm just saying it. Father, awaken us. Awaken yes. us. Awaken us to your word, to your truth, to your life. We need to see it. We need to hear it. Yes. Aaron shall carry Aleph the names of the sons of Israel, on the breastpiece of judgment over his heart when he enters the holy place for memorial before Yahweh, the one with the outstretched arm who is hung by a vav, who is hung by a hook on the pole for us. Continually, you shall put in the breastpiece of judgment Aleph Tav, the Arim, and Aleph Tav, the Tumim. And they shall be over Aaron's heart when he goes in before the one who stretched out his arm for us. And Aaron shall carry out top the judgment of the sons of Israel over his heart before Adonai continually. Thank you, Father. Yeah. Okay, and so the breast piece of judgment is what really struck me. Because judgment, I don't know, how many think of that as a negative word? Do you think of judgment as a negative word? Yeah. Alright, I do. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, the breast piece of judgment. I mean, I know that we know, but I mean, just that word alone. And this is why our understanding of words are based on our experience, are based on culture, or what we watch, what we see, what we hear. That is the decision. Judgment is a decision, right? What's the decision of the Lord? Is that all would be saved? Is that I would, that none, that none would perish? That Moses said, blot my name out of your book? They were guilty, the judgment was guilty. But Moses said, when, when Moses came down, and actually I think it's next week's Torah portion, Moses come down from the mountain, because the Lord said, go down there, they built this calf, and they're worshiping this calf, when Moses is receiving the Ten Commandments. And he goes, he goes down, I just, oh okay, he goes down, and he sees what they're doing, and he goes back up to the Lord, the Lord says, I'm gonna make you a nation, I'll destroy them, and you'll become a nation, and Moses holy. Okay, And so those two stones, if the Lord, what they say was that when they were to ask the Lord for a decision, the letters would light up on the breast piece and it would give some type of decision. In Hebrew, of course, because the breast piece, the letters would have been in Hebrew. Now, there's nothing in scripture that says that. It's just oral tradition that speaks of different things that those two stones might have meant. But what I do see that they mean are arim begins with an aleph and tumim begins with a tav. So, within the breast piece, which is called Aleph Tav breast piece, or uh, Aleph Tav koshen mishpat, is the, I think, yes, um, it are these two stones. So there's Aleph Tav stones in the breast piece, in the pouch of the breast piece, as he's going unto the Lord continually to lift up the children of Israel, continually. Thank you, Father. Oh, and orim is or, comes from light. Orim is light to mean has to do with being blameless so the Lord is our light he says I am the light of the world and he is blameless he was the only one that could come forth and be blameless and walk the Torah perfectly for us so those two stones represent that light, the light of truth and the blameless laying down of one's life Aleph Tav together. Thank you, Father. And Aaron shall carry Aleph Tav, the judgment of the sons of Israel over his heart before the Lord continually. It repeats that a few times to make it clear that when Aaron is going in, and now Aaron is the first high priest, but Yeshua is the high priest, right? So Aaron's going in, but Yeshua's going in with him. And so Yeshua, see it that way, is going in continually before the Lord with this on his heart. So koshen is the uh, is the breast piece, koshen, okay? Nakash is uh, when the children of Israel were being attacked by uh, vipers, by snakes, and the Lord said, put a snake on a pole and have the children of Israel look at the snake and they would be healed. That's nakash, and moshiach, Messiah Yeshua. So those three words, the koshen, the breast piece, okay? That the that Aaron went continually before the Lord to lift up. Children of Israel, to remind the Lord that oh, they're not guilty. They're not guilty. They are delivered. They've already been saved. And the Nakash, the 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 snake that healed, that restored, and Mashiach, the same number, three hundred and fifty-eight. I'm say anything about that number. Just the fact that the three, when, when a word equals a number that another word equals, there's something about that. There's a connection to it. And you can see that there's clearly a connection between those three words. The koshen was the breast piece of decision. The decision of the Lord is not guilty, is you are covered in my love and my blood. Uh, nakash, you look at this thing and you will be healed. Which was just a representation of Yeshua on the on on pole. And then Mashiach. Judgment. In this case, we have a negative connotation of judgment. Judgment equals righteousness, because it's not our judgment, and it's not even our understanding of somebody's doing this wrong, someone's living a wrong life. And yeah, okay, so maybe I can say that about myself, and I can say I'm living a wrong life, but the judgment of the Lord is far different than ours, than our understanding of being right, that really means. And His judgment is righteousness, because in the end, it doesn't matter what's happening right now. What matters is in the end, there will be righteousness. Every knee will bow, every knee will bow, and the earth will be full of His glory. So we need to erase our understandings of these words in the human, not that we don't, we, we want to walk uprightly, we want to walk as the Lord is calling us to walk. But we want to see as He sees completely, especially in others seeing others as he sees in others, and he sees his son, he sees his righteousness. Thank you, Father. Thank you. So back to Psalm 139. My frame was uh, hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully, skillfully wrought, and it often says, skillfully wrought, it often says that, and it often says weaved in the lowest parts of the earth. And the word is rakam. Rakam is used nine times in scripture. And the first, most, time, all eight times prior to this one, is all about the tabernacle. So it's the curtains that were weaved like this, and it's part of the garments of the high priest that this word is used for. And there's a a blessing to that, because you're created, it's the same word that's used to create the tabernacle. We know we're the tabernacle, kind of, maybe in our heads we know. Yeah, you are. (laughs) You know, in our heads we know, we need to know deeper and deeper, and that's why this language can bring out certain things that we're not seeing necessarily when we're seeing it in English. And so that same word, nine times only was it used, and the last time it's used, is to talk about you and how you were created skillfully wrought by the Lord in your mother's womb just as the curtains of the tabernacle were created just as the garments were were skillfully weaved and created same thing thank you Father And I wrote this so that you would see it. I mean, I put it on the side so you see it. Yahweh speaks over us. You shall, and hear it, and hear it, and know it. You shall be holy as I am holy. You shall love me with all your heart, mind, and strength. These are his promises. They're not telling us what to do. They're him saying, I'm going to do that through you, in you. He's going to do it. He says it. It's going to be done. Whether we're not doing it right now or not, it's going to be done. And it's happening. It's happening even to those you think it's not happening to, it's happening. Don't use your eyes to think that sort of thing. These are promises and in the end, the judgment. The judgment is righteousness. We don't understand it because we see a lot of unrighteousness in the world. We see a lot of heart, we see a lot of devastation. Um, we see what things that we might judge. But in the end, judgment will be gone. It will be converted into righteousness, the negative judgment, the wrong judgment, but the judgment of decision, which is the Lord's judgment, the decision is righteousness. Thank you, Father, God, yeah, thank you, Lord.